It's recording. All right, let's just get on with this. So, it's 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 recording. You said, "Yep." All right. We usually wait for a person or something, but this is going to come as an awful shock to people at a Monday night that we're doing. I just got a message here. It says now live is me. So I got a message about that. So that's good news. So that's why everyone's getting their messages now. And then people are going to flood on to the live stream. No, nobody knows because we're not doing the live stream on the same time every night. Because we just put the live streams on YouTube, and then you can find them if you dig for them. And, and I try to put them in season eight, but they—I uh, don't know. I don't have my shit together, to be quite honest with you. We—I've—I've I've made a podcast for eight years, and it's—it's uh, it's an okay podcast. It's pretty good. You know, people in the Netherlands—they think we're a pretty big deal. There's no two ways about that, Kevin. Well. Why wouldn't they? Well, we're right on the charts there. We're flying up to all the charts. <laughs> you know what? The Philippines love us. Really? The Philippines, yeah. I never give enough shout-outs to the Philippines. Good people in the Philippines. Good people in the Philippines. That's exactly right. And yeah. you know what else about the Philippines what? That, that people don't know is that they love they love being shouted out. They oh, yeah. love being recognized as the like by another like part of the world. Here we are in Canada. Recognizing the Philippines' greatness, right? Yes, man. They like that, right? And I'm not talking about the government there. I'm talking about the people. The good people of the Philippines. The ones that are listening to our podcast, putting us on the charts there. Those are the, the Philippines. great people of the Philippines. Yeah, those are the great people of the Philippines. And you know, the Philippines are quite talented. I like to think of them as the most talented Asian country. Yeah, I can't disagree. You ever hear them say, sing karaoke? <laughs> no. They put the Japanese to shame. I'll tell you that right now. I bet you they're good dancers, too. Yep, great dancers. And they also... Um, they'll uh, box your face right off, you know, like uh, Manny Pacquiao. He's mm-hmm. a Filip- Filipino. Punch you right out. Punch you right out. And uh, who that guy from uh, Journey mm-hmm. isn't he a Filipino guy? The he guy. Is. He remember is now. the new, the, the new, new Steve Perry. Yeah, he's like Filipino Steve oh, Perry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's great. I don't know if he's great or not, but he's. He's, he sounds just like Steve Perry. Well, he does. He's doing his job. Yeah, I watched. I watched the thing about Journey. I'm not a big Journey fan. My wife is, and a guy I live with in the university that you know, mm-hmm. um, he used to play Journey every time I had a girl over. Oh yeah, yeah. And he knew that he knew that it was getting good when uh, he would uh, play Highway Run. Wow, <laughs> that's when it got serious. Eh, when you heard the Highway Run. <laughs> We'll go round and round. That's when the tie was hung on the doorknob. And oh yeah, do not enter then because it's getting serious. Like he's making his his real moves then. I remember he struck out a lot. I don't think the journey was the appropriate <laughs> move. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't the journey. Mm. Maybe I don't know what his problem was, but he, he just he never seemed to get it right. But finally, it's a good good uh, happy ending. He did find a, a beautiful wife, and and he's happy now. But back then, university, his game was poor. And uh, I think it was because of his song choice. Yeah. But the p- moral of the story is don't blame the Filipino guy for Journey's catalog. This no. guy's performing the shit out of it. Yep. And I give that guy full props, you know? Especially because he's from the Philippines. The Philippines, yes. Do we still have Australian fans? or? What Are you kidding me? I'm asking a legit question. <laughs> well, of course we still have Australian fans. Of course we do. We'll never lose... Our great Australian fans, the ones that we have. And, Kevin, I noticed that you bring the Australian fans up time and time again on our program. Mm-hmm. And, and and you had mentioned to me once, and I'm going to tell the listening audience why you do it. Okay. You're doing this for selfish reasons. Absolutely. You're doing this because you want to go to Australia, right? I do. And and right now, you know, we have the great the great Emil Van Steeg, right? We have he's been one of the greatest supporters since the very beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. And when I've t- I tried to have some sort of commune at his farm that maybe we could get everybody to gather there. Yeah, he, him, you know, he had to pass it by the wife. He was, he, you could tell, he wasn't too keen on the idea. Right. He somehow uh, spun it into some orgy, and I think oh. that put off. It could have put off a few of the fans that weren't expecting that. I didn't mention any orgy. I, Sometimes I think he reads into what we're talking about, or sometimes I might see things and not remember. Maybe. But well, that was going to be the gathering of the Dutchelows, I thought. Yes, it was something like that, the gathering of the Dutchelows. Yeah. Yeah. But it never ended up, uh, that, that, you know, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm just saying that we got one guy that's brave in Australia. Yeah. He comes forward. He says he likes our program. He knows our stuff, mm-hmm. milks cows, and listens to us. 
And then he says, uh, and that guy, we need more. We know there's other people in Australia. Listen, they're downloading us. We're on the chart there too. The, we get downloads every uh, week, you know, from Australia. Yeah. We know that they're listening. You just have to identify yourself and then offer up your place for Kevin's uh, couch for Kevin to sleep yeah, on. That's, that's not a big asking. deal. Not a big deal. And then we'll do a podcast in your garage or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. You know, I'm not, it's, I, I kind of joke about that. I'm not joking. Like I would literally, if, if, if anyone in the world in some like, um, like far away country you go that I've never even heard of. Yeah. They said, you know, me and all my friends love your show. Yeah. Come to the Island of the Samoans. Yeah. And and do a show in the in the you know American Samoa. Yeah, I, I would be looking at flights in American Samoa. I would lose money, in a great amount of money, right? For the experience, just to do it, just yeah. to say we did it, and we met people that like what we did, you know, yeah. like and and then I I would like to go on a vacation, and see the world, anyways. Like I, so it's like that's worth something, sure. right? Yeah, and so it's not like a total loss that you're gonna have to pay for flights and stuff. But when you get there, then you can like be with people who get your stuff. That'd be so cool. You can take advantage of your fame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like, fame's a weird thing because it's not real fame. We talk talked about. We'll talk about that on the show too. But we real, we haven't really started the show. No. You know, this is one of those things where we we're just chatting. It's called a cold open. Eh? That's what we call it in the biz. That's what we're doing. Yeah, this is a cold open. We're just like yeah, Marie, yeah. But really, we can't get the show properly started right hey kevin what were we just talking about because i said we're gonna get to it right after the show we already fucking forgot oh fame okay we'll talk about fame all right we'll talk about fame but there's only one way we can talk about fame how's that is that we play this thing called the theme song all right Thank you, thank you, everybody. To everyone listening at home, I thank you and welcome to the Dutch Hall with Pete Van Dyke. I'm your host, Pete Van Dyke, and we are here in the in the Dutch Hall on a rare Monday night because of a a confusion, a mix up, if you will, a miscommunication. And what I did was I, I put out a post looking for someone today who didn't like me because I thought it'd be an interesting show if we had a person on the show who didn't like me. Uh, then I could work out my differences with them <laughs> and I could find out what someone doesn't like about me. Right. Turns out just a throwaway comment on there. Lots and lots of people with comments and they wanted to uh, share their opinion of why they didn't, of why they didn't like me or, uh, everyone had a different, uh, opinion. Not, not a lot. A lot of people were nice. They were just like, you know, everyone likes you. You're a nice guy. Uh, who cares? You know, you, you get that guy on the show. No one's going to listen to that, right? You want a guy that's like, Pete, you're a real piece of garbage, you know? Like, you're... I want to hear, like, a... Here's why. Here's why, yeah. yeah. Like, honesty. I like that. You know, like, uh, you were just talking last week. We had a Peruvian. Yep. Right? A Peruvian that uh, you asked to listen to the show. Now, he's in, he's in his 60s? Yep. A Peruvian guy in his 60s. You say, listen to the show. Let me know what you think. He watched the YouTube feed, yep. I think. I think the whole thing. <laughs> wow. I know. Which is crazy. I mean... And he did that for you. Yeah. Is this a co-worker? Yep. A co-worker uh, finds out that you're doing this. He he uh, he he watches the, I think we did like an hour and a half too. It was like a long show. It was rambly at times and kind of yeah. like, uh, I was, you know, I was, I was, I was going through the, like the idea of losing my kids, like not losing my kids, but dropping off in school and not having kids anymore, which kind of like was like uh Something that I was worried about forever. Turns out when you actually do it and you and you're nuts like I am, right? You've built it up in your head so bad, and like 
dreaded about it and cried about it and like uh, watch movies and like and that remind you of it you know sad songs and every everything kind of and then by the time that actual moment comes it's like kind of anticlimactic not a big deal yeah it's not as big a deal because you built it up so much you built it up to be so much worse right and then you're like ah, i'll see him on facetime tomorrow or like you know whatever you know like yeah they're not gone plus they're ha- like i'm so excited for him too yeah. like that's the other part it's like i'm really super stoked for both of them to go and be young people and live their life and become independent. Yeah, I know you did it right. Yeah, I just think they're going to... I just am really encouraged, you know, to watch them. But I have to tell a story. I dropped my daughter off in the city of Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, Toronto, Ontario. And it's the largest city in Canada. And uh, I drop her off. Her, her apartment is right downtown. Right. And Or not right downtown. But Jarvis and... Uh, it's downtown university yeah downtown enough and uh anyway so uh they only let two people in to help her move so um there was three of us because my other daughter came with us and uh so my wife and her went for a walk while i moved in with the other one Mm -hmm. and uh in uh, my wife and my other daughters like there may be two minutes away from walking away from the residence yeah and uh, there's this dude walking in front of him wearing uh, a skirt, okay. which which is normal nowadays. A lot of uh, dudes wear skirts. Yeah, I I I accept everyone. Sure, right? Yeah. Uh, but what this fella did was uh, he he uh, became curious at something he found on the ground. Oh no! And then he bent over to go have a better look at it. Did he forget that he had a skirt on? Maybe. And he, he was not aware of like. Of like, uh, yeah, all of his skirt etiquette right. because he bent over to pick it up and just full cock and balls oh. uh, on full display from my wife and daughter. They're literally we we're, we're trying to drop our kid off here, right? <laughs> yes. So then, uh, like right away, you get like okay, like cock and balls in your face. I'm in the city for a minute, you know. Yeah. Then, um, then my wife decides she's going to help uh, un- unpack, and I'm going to go. You know, let's sit on the patio with my daughter. Uh, and so I go out uh, to the parking lot to drop off some empty boxes or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the parking lot where we decided, this is like a block away from where she lives. Yeah. There's two gentlemen in there uh, making love in the parking lot. Oh. Okay? Making love in the parking lot. And, uh, Interesting. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, that's a lot to see. You know, in such a short period of time that I don't often see it, like, normally. Yeah. You know, when two gentlemen are making love in Norfolk County, they do it in the behind closed doors for the most part. Yeah, I think so. They they do it in the comfort of their own home for the most part. Usually our parking lots have very little of that. Right, would you say? A (laughs) little bit of car parking. That's about it. Oh, yeah. I parked in a car before, but you're doing it in a, like, you know, a place where it's appropriate for that. Like a uh like a bush like a yeah. in the, in a back uh, road a back road a yeah. country road that's that's where you want to do that something with gravel that's a nice place to do it <laughs> you know and then yeah. when you see the headlights uh coming then you uh kind of put enough uh you you're ready to hide your dick if you have to yeah you know <laughs> but this was wide open in the parking lot yeah they were doing a lot of caressing okay. uh, at first but uh, then it uh, fully went into, uh, you know, uh, uh, some lovemaking, you know, mm-hmm. and definitely some or- uh, oral. <laughs> needed to be behind doors. Pleasure. But I would say, you know, it was a hot day. So I, at first I was just like, oh, a couple of dudes with their, shirt, with, with their shirts off, no big deal. And then you're like, oh, well, I don't think they got anything on. And then uh, that guy's like, uh, oh, I don't think, it, whoa, my goodness gracious, <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. That's definitely, uh, that guy's definitely sucking that guy off, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, anyways, they seem to be very in love. Well, it's <laughs> very nice, but just not appropriate. Yeah, say. yeah. But I'm saying, if you're already apprehensive of dropping your child off and in a big city and saying, yeah. you know, is this going to be, is she going to be okay? Is she going to be safe? And is she going to, and then you also have to factor in, she's going to be seeing cock and balls on the regular She's going to be seeing parking lot sex. Yeah. And that's only like what I saw in like my couple hours there, you know, like what could, what is she going to see over, 
you know, a full education. <laughs> the sun goes down. <laughs> so I don't know. I I I I I am so cool with it because I'm so uh, confident in my daughter, mm-hmm. her ability to like maneuver her way through life. Yep. But uh, still, in the same token, it's just like uh, it's got to be culture shock for her, at least at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I imagine if you live in the city. That eventually you'll just like not notice things like that, like or they just won't have an effect on you. You yeah. just get used to guys like uh, jerking off on a bus or something. Some guy or, taking a dump on the sidewalk. Yeah, know. yeah, you'll just see that stuff. Yeah, but I t- my other daughter, the one that isn't living there, um, couldn't get out of that city fast enough. She yeah. was just like she didn't like the smell of the sewer. No, you know she didn't like you know how you, every once in a while you'll smell people shit. Yep, you're trying to have a nice. Uh, a nice couple appetizers on a patio, and then all of a sudden, people shit wafts in your nose. That's the normal city smell that people just accept. Yeah. Right. But yeah. and then they come over here and bitch about manure. Well, it's not people shit. It's not the shit they're used to smelling. That's yeah, all. they're used to smelling people shit. I think people shit's the worst shit to smell, and, you, and I never want to smell it. I'll yeah. smell cow shit because it's only for a little bit. Chicken shit. Stinky. Chickens, it's the worst. Yeah. No, actually the worst, because I worked in agriculture for a long time, and I've been to a lot of different kinds of operations, and the worst shit is rabbit. Oh, yeah? I was in a rabbit barn. Oh, my God, the ammonia. It's like turkey or chicken, mm-hmm. you know? Turkey and chicken is is second. <laughs> like, if you're... This is how I rank the shits. Number one, rabbit. Okay. It's the highest amount of ammonia. It's just like a... It's like... Uh, it just takes your breath away? It's like smelling salts oh. when you go in there because it's like... It just knocks you... Like, it just wakes you up. It's yeah. it's overpowering. Terrible. Then comes poultry. You know? Turkeys, chickens, anything like that because they all... the Same thing, ammonia. Some would say a big pile of it smells a bit like sour cream and onion chips. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's what my wife says. But I'm saying it does not exactly. That would might taint someone's <laughs> sour cream and onion chips. Yeah, yeah but it, it's 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 the number two poo. Mm-hmm. Then I would go pig. Pig. Yeah, pig's liquid and uh, smelly, you yeah. know, no question. Then comes uh, cow and, and then horse. That's, yeah. Horse is the least offensive right. shit smell. That's how it goes. Goat. Would be slightly above cow. About, sorry. Yeah, I wonder what, what sheep. Whole sheep? Sheep shit. Sheep shit. To be honest, I haven't been in an operation with enough sheep in clothes, but I would assume it would be like a goat. Yeah. And in which case, just a tick. Ab- I'm going to put it a tick above a cow. But they're all ruminants. Yeah. Four-chambered her- stomach herbivores, you know? Mm-hmm. Eh. Still, a pig, one stomach, liquid shit, worse. Pretty gross. A, a bird terrible and rabbits you know rabbits are uh, number one number one they're gross so everybody's already learned something listening mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of people that you know probably spend their nights up in bed you're looking at the ceiling and you're wondering which shit is the worst <laughs> yes and now you don't have to wonder that anymore you know because i did the research i did the legwork i went to these operations <laughs> i right. breathed in their stink and people shit's worse than all of people them. shit uh no, I'm gonna put people. I'm gonna actually. I'll squeeze people shit. Ah, I like what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it in. I'll I'll say the uh, poultry and the rabbits are worse than people shit. Wow, that's a shocking turn. I didn't see that going that way. I I, I think because it's just so strong, you know. But maybe it's just the concentration of it. But yeah, it's too strong. And then people shit, and then pig after people. Pig shit, I would rather smell pig shit than people shit, because people shit, we eat garbage. We yeah. literally eat garbage. Yeah, and pigs and people are pretty close. Pretty close, yeah. One one stomach. Yeah. You know what I think is the fun, the most fun, one, a fun fact uh, about how stupid people are is um, wheatgrass. You know wheatgrass? Mm-hmm. Uh, they sell it at like health food stores and like smoothie shops. You can get wheatgrass shots and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's, they sell it as a health health food. It is 100% undigestible. It's grass. <laughs> in order for you to digest grass, yep. you need four stomachs in order to do it. If you catch your dog or cat eating grass... It's because they want to puke. It's because they have an upset stomach and they need to puke, yeah. yeah. And uh, they uh, it's not meant for a one-chambered stomach animal, like a human being, mm-hmm. to eat grass. And they sell it at a high price 
to idiots who think they're going to, it's going to make them live forever or whatever. Yeah. But they don't do the research. They see it in the health food store. It looks green and all this stuff, but it's grass. You can't eat grass. Hmm. You can't eat grass. You're not a cow. That's just it. Maybe. And I don't know why you're drinking milk. Oh, oh I shouldn't say this because of the Emil. Or because uh, he's a dairy farmer. And we got lots of dairy farmers, but I oftentimes think I'm not a cow. Why am I drinking a cow's milk? I'm a, I'm a human. Yeah. Isn't it about time we started milking humans? Like, seriously? Maybe. Milk these goddamn humans. Maybe. I do like a glass of chocolate milk, though. You know, like, uh, I say, you know how there's those stimulus checks? Yeah. And they're running out? Yep. Start offering some uh, milking jobs. Nice. Eh? Nice. So they're saying stay at home. You don't have to leave. Yep. Go to Amazon. Order your fucking breast pump or whatever. Yep. Pump away. And then we'll just uh, pick up your milk. We'll send a guy to pick up your milk. Yeah. And then uh, Pete gets a nice fucking... Natural glass of milk. Yeah, of uh, some lady from Cleveland who doesn't like her cubicle job. Right. And she doesn't want to go back, so she just wants to sit and watch, like, uh, daytime soap operas, and uh, they still have those? Uh, I would assume so. And uh, Judge Judy, whatever. Yeah, it's something like that. I don't know what's on. I don't even know if people watch TV anymore, but if they do, and they like it, they probably like to just sit there watching their TV and getting fucking two suction cups on their tits. Just yeah. sucking money out of them Get all day paid long. To watch TV, right? If yeah. I made milk, yeah, out of my own body, you do. What man milk? I don't make milk. You're talking jizz. Yeah. Oh, you can't. You don't want to sell that. No one's going to buy it. Not to drink. Not to do anything with. Oh, I have a vasectomy. It's not even got sperm in it. Oh. There's nothing good about my. It's just seminal fluid. It's just pure old seminal fluid. Oh. It's got no market value, Kev. No, no market value. I have no idea. <laughs> I got the, the the absolute worthless shit shooting out of my dick. <laughs> There's nothing nothing of value that squirts out of my cock at any point in the day. <laughs> Is it valuable to you? No. Not even when it squirts? Uh, no, it's, I'm getting rid of it. I'm expelling it. I see. Because it's poison in my balls. <laughs> it needs to go, get out. Otherwise, I'm going to hurt someone. That's I'm, true. I get too angry. People die over <laughs> that shit. <laughs> it's true. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to uh, not uh, shoot jizz. You know. Yeah. I don't know about uh, uh, people who like take these like uh, challenges that they like not. Uh, Seems like a lose lose. Yeah, the celibacy or whatever. You're like not doing it. One time I did it. I went two hours. No, no, I because I, uh, I went to England to school in 1995. Yeah, and I I had a new roommate. I just met him when I went in there, and we're sleeping in a bunk bed. Yeah, I'm on the top bunk, and he's on the bottom bunk. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to beat off. And then it's like, then you're like, oh, I beat off in the shower. I'm like, oh, it's, everyone's around. Yeah. You know, it's still like I don't feel like it's appropriate. Like I got like I'd be able to be comfortable. So I'm like, I'm going to see if how long I can go without doing it, yeah. you know? All the other guys are like, you know, I gave up. I'm just like beating off in the shower and the soap dish, you know, and whatever. And then you're like, oh, God damn it. You know, like you got to know that when you're in there. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, um, so I tried my best, you know, I said, I'm going to go without doing it. Yeah. And then there I am sleeping on the top bunk one night, just sleeping on the, mind of my own goddamn beeswax. Yeah. And I have a goddamn dream. Uh-oh. About playing volleyball in grade seven, where I fall uh, over the net and on top of one of the girls I went to grade school with. Oh my goodness! And I wake up from this dream and I'm jizzing all on top of my poor roommate. You know? <laughs> like you know, he has no idea. And then I was sitting there, like I had a nocturnal emission. You know, yeah. that's what happened to me because I didn't uh, take I mean, care of myself. I yeah. went off on my own, and now I'm sitting there knowing that I, that happened to me right above this guy. And then I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm walking around looking him in the eyes. I can't look him in the <laughs> eye. You know, I, I feel shame. And finally, I just like, uh, it, it's too much. I admit to him because he, cause he's saying you're being weird. Like, what's the matter with you? Yeah. And like, I just fucking jizzed all over the bed on top of you. I had no idea. Like, it, it went off on my own. I said, I'll promise I'll jerk off in the shower now. Because <laughs> that's way worse. Yeah. You know, than, than um, it's way worse. Like, uh, no one that could be. Dripping above. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to make it that much, but like that's going to be like a tsunami off the top or anything. But it's like you think you could have got mattress soaked through. You don't know, man. You just don't want to get anyone's stuff on you. Yeah, you know, you, you like that would be like. 
unforgivable. He would never still be my friend if that happened. Yeah? Especially if you sleep with his mouth open. <laughs> oh, you brought it there. I did. Anyways, uh, no, it never happened. Uh, but uh, I do feel bad about that. Nocturnal emission. I think I'll, so that's why I said, you know, like uh, from now on, there's no good, they're not going to never be jizz in my balls too long, you know? Yeah. I'm always going to give it a place to go. I'm always going to let it, <laughs> <laughs> let my jizz free. You know, it's never going to be trapped in there just causing trouble. Nope. It's going to go free and explore the world. Mostly, yep. mostly on various old towels and uh, socks and sometimes just, you know, willy nilly into the forest. You're actually doing, into the forest. You're actually doing, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's impressive. You're doing the world a favor. Yeah. You're doing a good thing. Thank you. I do. I like to, once in a while you throw some in the forest, they just give it to the nature. <laughs> see, what the, see what nature does with it. Yeah. You're like, I don't know. Maybe we'll have some sort of tree that looks like me. Nice. I don't know. But all I know is that I, wonder, I give them my seed. I wonder then, how much is in the forest. <laughs> and I don't just mean behind your house everywhere. Every forest. Yeah. So well, why you're not? You're the only one doing it. Why not? You ever go on a hike and maybe just like uh, no one's around? And you're hiking with your loved one. Maybe you go give her a go in the in the, the thistle bush. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you never do that. More of a rock. Yeah, rock. I don't know. I like outdoor. I I I, I would uh, do. I would uh, like to make love outdoors yeah. to my wife. Like in uh, if I knew that uh, nobody would catch us. Yeah. Right. It would be it would, that would be freeing. I would like to do it on top of a mountain, where I'm just. On t- like on the t- as long as there's enough of a flat spot up there, yeah, I wouldn't want it to be tilty. Not on the peak, especially. Yeah, I probably do it just below the peak. To be honest with you, maybe just a nice vista. <laughs> maybe not at the top. That's more of a solitude thing. I shouldn't bang at the top. Is the thought of getting maybe getting caught make it better? Um, hmm. The potential. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I think uh, kind of. I think the the whole thing is that yeah, because it's 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 naughty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that becomes the excitement, eh? The naughtiness. Anytime right. you can do something where you're like, oh, I don't usually do this, or I shouldn't be doing this, oh, but oh, I oh. but I kind of want to. Yes. Then I, there's some excitement to that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you got to come up with ways to get it when you've been married a long time. That's the thing. You know, when you've been married a long time. Most of the thing, what I think the main problem is with people who who who've been married a long time is they don't um, hit on their their spouse anymore. Yeah. Like hit on them. Yeah. Like, or try to pick them up, mm-hmm. you know, like, like put your moves on them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like you forget because you're like, I have such familiarity that right. you forget like to put the moves on them. But every once in a while, like I know now that if I really want to like get busy with, with my wife, you know, like I'm going to want to like seal a deal yeah. uh, and I want to make sure that it happens, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm like, it's time, you know, like I'm due. Right. But I know easily I could fuck this up. Like I'm going to mess this up for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, cause a whole day has got to happen. Like there's yeah. a, there's a whole, now I know how long after I fuck up, I have to wait to get sex or whatever, okay. you know, and it's fucking a little too long, buddy. It's too long. You don't like the penance period? No, I don't like conditional love. I only like unconditional. <laughs> unconditional means you have to fuck me even when you hate me. Yeah. That's unconditional. Plus, I made... Like, when you make the deal that you're going to be monogamous. Right. Right? I'm monogamous. I means I'm only with you. That means, like, when I have these physical needs, I can get them from one person. And that's you. Mm-hmm. Uh, not you, but of course your spouse or whatever, but not, okay. not, not you, Kev. I won't do it to you. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> but they, uh, but they, but I can only get it from you. And if you're not going to give it to me and I, then I have no one to get it from. Right. Right. And then, uh, this deal fucking sucks, you know? <laughs> and then like it, that's, that's not the right deal. You know, then that's, how does that work? That bugs me. Not not like that bugs everybody because yeah. no one's on the same schedule as your as your wife. But also, I think I think um, I don't know if this is true for every woman, but do they like like I don't, women don't get horny like men do? Not like outwardly. like they get it. They get horny differently. Yeah. Like they don't. It's not like like all the time. Like, it's not all the time. Like, it's not like a regular thing that happens all the time. Like, 
for us, it's just a matter of the clock. Yeah, yeah. Like, really, it seems like there's just like a. It ha- it's been a while. I I just feel like I need to bust one. Like the stars and moons don't need to line up, and yeah, with them it's like you know there has to be a, something that makes them, you know, warms them up. You know, yeah, like gets them gets them going to that point. It's like it's terrible. So exhausting. <laughs> it's like we made the deal. Can't you just make the deal? But it's like no, you can't. You have to really do all the stuff. But I have to like really watch what I do. And then, like, you know, put some moves in there. Make sure you throw some compliments. Make sure you don't say anything. Don't sh- get frustrated at anything. Don't, like, uh, uh, show any sort of uh, uh, my natural instinct to, like... <laughs> Stop being yourself. Yeah. Try my best to not be anything close to what my natural instincts are. <laughs> and then if I can disguise my humanity... Into something that she finds tolerable, yeah. Then I will definitely begin some. some Maybe action. you need that thing, like you know, on Windows where it says, "Are you sure?" <laughs> when you're about ready to do something. Oh man! Oh, that is that would be awesome. That would actually help me greatly because I would, if I would answer it. Problem is when you're like uh, fired up, you never really. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Of course, I'm fucking sure. What do you think? I'm stupid? Yeah. You know, and then of course, you then you do it and you're like, oh, I'm stupid. Damn it. I should have just clicked <laughs> no. I wasn't sure at all. Do you want a minute to think about this? That would never fly. Mm. How would I just keep making mistakes until <laughs> until I learn? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, I know. It is true, though. Anything you do, if you wait long enough, the plan changes and it gets yeah. better. And then you're like, ah, oh, man, I can keep waiting forever and the plan will keep getting better. Yep, but uh, nothing gets done. Yeah, it's like the the church I got. It's like uh, I, I know what I don't want to do with it now, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I didn't know what I did want to do with it, and then uh, so I had a plan. Then I changed the plan. Then I changed it again. Then I changed it again, and now I'm think I've changed it for the last time. It's a good plan, though. But I think it's a way better plan than any of the ones I had before, mm-hmm. because it makes huge sense. And, and, uh, sometimes it just takes, it's like telling joke, you know, you go tell the joke the first time and, you know, you think, uh, oh, some, maybe something to it, but then you, you listen to that same joke like a year later, it's like completely evolved. Yeah. It's like, a, it's, it's doesn't even resemble the original joke and it's so much better, you know? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's what's cool. It's just, any ideas kind of like that. Speaking of which. Yes. I went to Levity Comedy Club in Hamilton on Wednesday. Oh, how'd that go? Went excellent. It was the best. It was so, it was so fun. They asked me to host uh, for the evening, so that's that was good. You get a little bit more stage time. You could try out a few more jokes. Right. I had three brand new jokes, pretty much. Right. Um, all of them, all of them hit. Like, which was that's a really good feeling because you, those are the ones you're kind of like trying to wedge them in. Like these ones could bomb, right. you know. And then, uh, but all of them hit. So. Um, I'm really stoked because they're all like pretty decent jokes as far as they're um, honest, they're personal, they're like um, two of them are the ones my 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 therapist told me to write. Oh yeah, as my homework or whatever. Nice. Yeah, and they and those ones both hit, um, and they're based on real shit, you know. But they're disguised so they don't make people sad. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's a. I wrote a page and a half about this about something I was bothered about in my childhood. Yeah. A page and a half. And you got a joke out of it? I got a two-line joke out of it. Nice. And the page and a half was like, I was trying to be funny in the page and a half, talking about this thing that bothers me mm-hmm. from my, when I was a kid. And it, um, uh, I was trying to be funny in the page and a half. It was not funny. Any of it. It was just fucking garbage. And then all of a sudden, like something popped out of it where you saw the connection and then, and then the joke came together and I'm, I'm so happy with it because, um, it seems like I stole it. Oh, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like it's so simple. Why didn't everyone must have told this joke? I got you. You know what I mean? Yep. And then, uh, and then no one did. I don't think anyone's told it. So then you just stumble on one of those perfectly simple right there for you jokes uh, i really i'm really happy about that one anyway so the couple great things then the audience was just lit like the audience was fantastic and uh a lot of good comics on the show 
And uh, one guy, I got to tell you about this one kid. Because right. I, cause this kid was like um, first time, you know. And the show's pretty good. Like it, it, like for an amateur night, it was it was decent, you know. Yeah. Like it, it had a lot of decent comics on it. And uh, um, this kid goes up near the end too. And uh, he's doing fine. Especially for a first time, he's doing he's doing fine. He's yeah. doing good. But he doesn't, it doesn't go uh, as it did in his head. Okay. And he's not getting the laughs that some of the other more seasoned comics have gotten. Yeah. Um, so in his mind, he's dying. And then his first, because it's his first time, he articulates how he feels he's oh, dying. And then uh, that continued. The crowd gives him like pity claps, and now, oh, no. now he's offended by the pity claps. You know, <laughs> and then uh, you know it was kind of you know one of those things where he was doing fine. He was doing a really hard thing. It was his first time doing it. Yeah, he's he's up there on stage, and if he never told people it was his first time, they would never would have thought it. He looked like he was comfortable. Yeah, he even like the when he did do that riffing stuff, like the one time he said. Um, which some people do when they're bombing, they they do a shout out to the host a lot of times. Like, let's hear it for Pete, you know, because yeah. they make the crowd. Like, let's hear it for a host. He's doing great tonight. So he goes, let's hear it for a host. He's doing great tonight. He's uh, probably watching my set right now, thinking um, I'm going to have to come up with some funny when this kid's off the stage uh, because uh, I got to get the crowd back. Well, and then. Uh, I just looked up from my phone where I was like timing him or whatever. Yeah. And I go, kid knows comedy. <laughs> <laughs> because that's exactly what I was thinking, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, that's what I, exactly what I had to do. I didn't tell the audience that, but that's what I had to do. But it was really, there was really some really fun crowd work moments. And then afterwards, they said, uh, you didn't have to leave the club. You could just settle up your bill and then uh, stay at the bar and hang out. And uh, they, they had karaoke. And so some of the local servers would come karaoke after two okay and most of the audience stayed and they just wanted to this is what we talked at the beginning about talking about fame yeah like i am by no means famous no one can ever exaggerate that i am famous okay. you know and under any i don't think if you looked at any of my statistics in any way shape or form that i could be considered famous at least and wikipedia agrees with you and so <laughs> um with me um, so, but this night at Levity Comedy Club from hosting an amateur night, yeah, staying with the audience afterwards, the audience treated me like I was famous. You're fucking famous. And, uh, and I, and they were super, they were also so super cool, man. The, 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 the people I met, like, mm -hmm. and they're from, there's the, some of them drove a ways to be there that night mm -hmm. and they, um, they stayed after, and a lot of the people I was talking to, the universal thing that came through with it all was that they all fucking hate their jobs. They all hate their jobs. Yeah. And they all, like, they all kind of, like, um, look at us and live vicariously through us. Yeah. Uh, behaving like they're not allowed to behave. Mm -hmm. um, oh, shit. I'm what good. happened? Sometimes I wonder if it's even. Sometimes I wonder if it's even worth it to do the video because nobody fucking watched it and it just keeps giving me shit like this. Uh oh. But it, I'm gonna see. If, I don't know. It's either the internet or the or the stream itself. I'll try to fix that and then see if that makes a difference. Okay. But it says YouTube is not receiving enough video to maintain. Oh, it's YouTube. Yeah, YouTube's uh, fucking up. I don't care. To be honest, like, for the amount of shit we get from YouTube, let's just keep the audio show going. The audio people are gems. Yeah. And if this thing decides to fix itself, then we'll fix itself. But otherwise, I'm just going to be pull. I like to pull clips if we ever say anything funny. But, uh, <laughs> so if I was, uh, so I was at Levity, and then every, oh, they're saying that, oh, for that night, everyone's treating me like I'm kind of famous. famous because... They wish that they could be like, like doing something different than what they're doing. Right. And a lot of them are comedy fans, so they kind of look up the fact that that we did it, you know, yeah. or we're doing it. And um, 
and they uh, I was one of those guys. I remember like because I, I I usually would tell my jokes and then I would go home and I wouldn't uh, stay around with the audience. <clears throat> and yeah. now I realize that it's part of my job that I got to stay around with the audience. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually enjoying it. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And some of it's the fact that they're pumping my tires. Yeah, that does feel pretty good. But some of it's just the fact that you realize like we kind of have a responsibility. Like uh, it's just different for them. They they live the same existence. Like people go to work every day and it's the same shit every day. And then yeah. and then when they come to the show where there's some guy that's just like doesn't care he says things that they that they're they want to say they want to say or that they they would know that uh, it's not socially acceptable to say like some of the things i say on stage to people you can't say that i wouldn't say it off the stage yeah because it, they it's not polite it's not the way people talk to one another right, right. but on stage you can say it because it, uh you have they give you i don't know you have more ability to get away with it you know and uh like I can tell a person to his, I told this one kid to his face that there, that I didn't want him to take it the wrong way, but there's just something about him that I just didn't like, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's not what you say to a person, you know. You don't want to say that to a person's yeah. face, right? I think don't take it the wrong way usually means something bad's coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I hate everything about you. <laughs> no, offense. <laughs> no offense. Yeah, I love doing that. You know, where you can say you, that's like you know you're going to say something horrible when yeah. you preface it with, you know. Uh, you know, don't take this the wrong way, but yeah. your mom's a whore. Yeah, no offense. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, uh, but that's the sort of stuff, you know, and, and when when I heard that one thing that on that on a Burt Kreischer podcast where he said the guy came after and said, I'm a super fan, and when you succeed, then, then I succeed yeah. too. And I thought that made me look at it differently, like I had a responsibility people like, like our podcast, you know? Mm-hmm. And then... This night made me think like I got a responsibility to to yeah. these people even for that night one night because they're gonna go back to work and be like I hung out with I went to this comedy show and I hung out with one of the comics and yeah to them that's a it's it's a break from their routine and it's something that's memorable and they're gonna talk about it and it's, it means something to them plus yeah. they got a chance to like you know uh, pick a guy's brain who who got out. Yeah, you know, uh, which which was kind of it's fun for me too, you know. But anyways, I really enjoyed it. And the Patrick and Lindsay there at Levity in Hamilton, they uh, they run a good club and it's super fun there. If you're ever in Hamilton, you're looking to check out a comedy show. I would fully recommend going to Levity uh, Comedy Lounge, and hopefully they'll have me up there more often because I really like that place. It's great. Awesome. I love doing clubs again. It's just so awesome. The like and the it was sold out. Mm-hmm. Like it's been, most of the shows have been sold out. And before the pandemic, none of the shows were sold out. You know, like. Yeah, people need to get out now. And they, and uh, being away from, like losing it for a year and a half, I think people want, like, missed it. Yeah. You know, like the real comedy fans. They didn't even know what they missed, but they missed it. Yeah. There were so many drunk people too that night. It was a Wednesday night in Hamilton. There were, I counted three people who. Uh, order bottles of wine to the table which i've i've never seen right at the comedy club before and th- no special occasions to speak of just wanted to get lit just wanted to get fucked up on a wednesday like just yeah. dirty old alcoholics it was a great crowd it's loved res- it it's respectable oh yeah hamilton like hamilton's one of those cities um that i put on the like beautiful uh the perfect comedy city you know hamilton London's good too. Um, Oshawa is great, you know. Um, Saint Catharines, great. Maybe you need like a little bit of that factory element. Like, yeah, you need you need yeah. a town where people have been through some shit. Yep. You know, you need a town where there's like been bad stuff happen, where like uh, everybody's like the plant that everybody worked at closed. Yeah, like, yeah, yep. that's what you need. You don't want to do a comedy show in the nice part of town. You're gonna get. People will pay for tickets, but they're gonna like bitch about your jokes. Yeah. The, <laughs> the people at the uh, poor end of town just want to laugh. Yeah, they're gonna be the best audiences, but they're not gonna pay us anything. <laughs> <laughs> but they are the best audiences. You just have to have a bigger room. Yeah, that's why uh, immigrant audiences are awesome because they um, have been through something. Yep. You know, anybody that's had hardship is a good audience member for the most part because mm-hmm. they know that. 
they're not going to get their nuts in and out about some fucking word or something like that right. because there's real problems that actually <laughs> yeah. suck, you know? Yeah. It's you look at who if you ever like hear a complaint and you're like, I don't know if that's a real issue, if that's just like uh, one of these like blown out of proportions social media things or whatever. Yeah. Just look at the source. If it's all a bunch of kids saying, yeah, then there's a chance <laughs> that they don't know what the fuck they're talking about because they haven't been through anything tough in their entire life. Sure. <laughs> yeah, if that's the toughest thing you, you know, that word bothered you, whatever, yeah. whatever it is. I hear the Nirvana baby soon. Yeah. Nirvana. The Nirvana baby, it took them fucking 25 years. Now they decide they're going to sue them for putting the picture of their dick on there. Baby I, dick. I seen a picture of the Van Halen baby, and it said underneath, he's suing the Nirvana baby for being a pussy. Yeah. That's the thing about, uh, you know, you, you're a baby. Yeah. This is the way I look at it, Kev. This is the way I look at it. All right. That guy, the Nirvana baby, mm-hmm. waited... Until he was old enough to be a pedophile in order to become horny enough to be offended by his picture okay, this is a good to time. complain about it. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Right? He couldn't complain when he was a child because he was a child. Yeah. It was appropriate to want to bang that baby. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> uh. Oh, boy. You're not allowed to do jokes like that, I don't think. No? No, I don't think you're allowed to do baby banging jokes. I th- Well, maybe. Yeah. The only time I got in trouble for telling a joke on this show was because I did a dead baby joke. Oh, well. Which I also did in my very first episode. <laughs> but nobody complained about that one. No? No. Nobody heard it? No. I want, Actually, my sister-in-law did kind of complain because oh, it came okay. out on... It came out just before Christmas, and she goes... Dead babies before Christmas. <laughs> I don't think that was her comp. That was one of the first pieces of feedback I got. Brown <laughs> out. I did it. I did it. All right. Um, I uh, don't know why is why is it before Christmas that it's bad. Well, you don't want to think of dead babies just for a holiday. You, oh, you're okay. sad. All right. Fair. I just thought maybe dead babies any time of year is not cool, but oh yeah, yeah. No, it's worse at Christmas. Everything's worse at Christmas. Okay. You try to keep. Most people try to like uh, if they're like going to die. They wait till after Christmas. Boxing Day. Boxing Day. That's when you die. Maybe wait till after New Year's too. What the fuck? Well, you might as well see another one go. You're that close, right? Like, I, take away another year. Drink your fucking face off if you knew it was. Oh, if I knew it was the last one? Yeah. I know. I knew this guy. He, he wanted to die. He was old. Great guy. I think he lived the perfect life, to be honest with you. I think this guy lived the perfect life. And he, he, he wanted to die. As the story goes, told by his his wife, and she's like, "You can't die. You have uh, Christmas. We have Christmas coming up, and you know you should gotta be alive for Christmas. You should be around for one more Christmas." And he's like, "All right, all right, right." And goes around, does all his Christmas things, yeah. Ta- takes it like big smile on his face the whole time, just a peach of a man, even at that Christmas, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, uh, then after he's done, he, he said to his wife, I, "I think I'm ready. Now. Like, can I go now?" And she's like, "All right, if you want to." And then he died on wow. his own terms, eh? Wow. And he's 97 or something like that, you know? That's how he went out. Hmm. Yeah, just the best. I was like, I, I went to his funeral and, like, I was sad because the guy was such a great guy. Yeah. But, the, you know, I was just more uh, uh, in admiration that the guy did it perfectly. He did it on his own terms. Yeah. And he had a good quality of life, like, pretty much the whole way through. He always had, like, a train set in his basement. So, and I think that's the key right there, eh? Like, that train set in his basement that he loved so much, it was like that tie to your childhood, yeah. you know? I think that's what keeps you young for your whole life, and then you live forever. Yeah. You live longer. I think if you get old... Your, your dad lived forever. Your dad lived a long time. He did 96, yeah. And he did he have childlike qualities to him? Yep. Like he played or whatever, or he joked around? Yeah, like a, a, a dick joke. That was it for He loved dick, dick and fart jokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, guys, that's that's what I mean. Like, like, like that juvenile yep. stuff. Even me, like my my dirty jokes I tell on stage, and I know my my daughter's like, "Are you still telling dick jokes, Dad?" I'm like, "Yeah," and she's like, uh, "You're better than that." I'm like, mm, "I'm pretty sure I'm not." <laughs> as long as it's fun, it's just got to be funny. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> yeah. It was like I'm not I'm not better than a dick joke. I they're like I put them on the pedestal. Like I love dick jokes. Yeah. Above anything else. 
uh, people, other people put them down as being lowbrow, but I like them. I, I mean, they, there's nothing that makes me laugh more than an honest, dirty joke. And um, I think it's just got to be funny. It's just funny. Yeah, it has to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, and that's the thing, it, you know, it just has to be funny. And it's so, so subjective, but I do love it. I love the back, man. It's so much more fun now. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. Um, so we're getting close to the end here, Kev. We got like 10 minutes left. All right. And I still have to do a segment that we call a feedback. Oh, we got feedback. We got feedback. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. This week's uh, uh, segment is brought to you, as always, by our friends at Amazon. Go to our website. Click on the banner. Do your shopping. We get a little bit of money. That's how it works. No big deal. And also, it's brought to you by um, our Patreon account. Number one, our Queen Jen Husko is our only Patreon subscriber, and I have promised her a hot tub video against my friend Dave's wishes. <laughs> I thought it was up there. I'm not sure if it is. Jen, if you're listening to this, which I know you are, eventually, if you're not listening right now, you'll be listening soon. Jen, I'm getting you that effing hot tub video. If I have to deliver it to you and play it to you on my phone, whatever I got to do, I'm going to make sure you see that goddamn video. But I also want to make sure it's up there for people who pay. So if you're going to pay, it'll be there for you too until the charters pays, and then I have to take it down. And then, uh, but until that day happens, uh, you're going to get to see it against his wishes. Yeah. And also, there's also a girl that was on our show one time, and she puked. And I have the video of that, hmm. and I'd like to put that up. Because I don't want to put that on the socials and just blanketly, like, humiliate the girl for puking on my show. Yeah. But she did puke on my show, and uh, it's, it's I can do that. Mm-hmm. But, cause, but I don't want to, because I don't want to embarrass her. But if you pay on the Patreon, then you can see. Yeah. And it's pretty good because it's not graphic. She kind of does a good job of hiding the actual vomit, so it's not too like disgusting. Mm-hmm. But the reaction of uh, my brother is hilarious. <laughs> and the obliviousness of Shazma. And then when he does finally realize and he's trapped by the pool of vomit, you know, it's, um, it's, it's very, very funny. And the fact that you can see it. You can see, like, uh, the lead up to it. Yeah. I think I can really break it down, put some, um, instru- you know, well, some commentary, commentary yeah. into it. And uh, that's going to be on the Patreon, too. So look for that in the near future. But that's the sort of stuff we're going to be putting on there. I'm going to try to do it on a regular basis for our, uh, not just our queen, but hopefully for future people that it's worthwhile for them to... To subscribe to us. And then in the future, we do have uh, other, uh, as more people support us, uh, we're, we're going to have uh, more uh, special um, footage and stuff like that that we release just to the Patreon subscribers. Mm. And some of those old shows, hopefully, too, we're going to be polishing those up, um, editing them, tightening them up, and then putting those on the Patreon first as well. So uh, just to give people, and that's at patreon.com slash dutchhall slash dutch hall and you'll find us there and there's also uh small business stuff there too if you're a small business and you want us to promote your business we can do that too and if you're a charity looking for um something uh, some sort of a clever fundraiser i got an idea for you why don't you book a comedy show and uh why not book uh one of the spiky ball comedy shows because we are going to have uh, uh some of the greatest comics in the country that I get the I have a pleasure to work with all the time, so I will be lucky, to, happy to book them, bring them to your charity event. We'll work out a deal. We'll you'll get the bar, we'll get the door, or something like that, and uh, you can have uh, a bunch of money for your club, and also have a fun night out yeah. where you get to hear a bunch of dick jokes. So let us know. Just give us an email here at life in the hall at gmail dot com. We'll make sure to set you the right way. Um, and we can do it for any budget too. Doesn't matter what your budget is, we can find you a performer. If you'd have very little money, we'll get you Joe. You know? <laughs> if you have a lot of money, we'll get you someone good. Nice. So uh, just let us know, and uh, we can uh, um, set you up. Um, so 
I want, we have a few, and also BetterHelp. Uh, yeah. BetterHelp, if you are struggling with anything in your life, as I know a lot of us uh, have struggles, um, a lot of us have like childhood trauma. It's like one of the biggest epidemics for people our age is trauma. Uh, now that it's, I can recognize some of the uh, signs of it, you see it everywhere. Everyone has it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's like so evident. You know, but uh, so if you're struggling in any way, shape, or form, there's help out there, and uh, it you know it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be inconvenient. You don't have to drive all over to big cities if you're like remote in the world. No matter where you are in the world, you can go to BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com is not a self-help site. It's not a crisis line. It's a, a it's professional counseling done discreetly. It's uh, right from the comfort of your own home. You can uh, within two weeks they'll hook you up with a licensed uh, professional, and um, and then you're off to the races. If you don't like them, you can switch at any time. You don't have to go line up and sit in a waiting room with a bunch of other uh, people who are struggling you, you know you feel it you know might be judging you you're embarrassed by it whatever's eating up in your head you don't have to do that just zoom them or whatever you can talk to a real life person and help with your uh, your problems so betterhelp.com and for dutch all listeners you'll get 10 percent off your first month if you go to uh, www. Betterhelp.com slash Dutch Hall. That's better com slash Dutch Hall. And that's it. That's it. That's our ads. Now, we did send out a message today. I uh, sent out a message today, and uh, it was basically looking for someone who didn't like me. And uh, I looked all over. I could not find, but a lot of people did uh, make some comments. One that I really liked was. From Rick Mastronardi, who's like, he has been on our show and a great supporter of our show. Mm-hmm. Rick Mastronardi said, when's Jane's episode? And, uh, and that is an excellent point. I do not know why I didn't think of her. <laughs> to get into all the things she doesn't like about me in an episode and really, like, flush it out. Right. Where you say, like, yeah, but, the, but that part about me, mm-hmm. that could be a really good episode. But it could also be, like... Really bad episode. Yeah, like it would, it would divorce me, you know. Yeah. So I don't know about that, but I, I it's tempting though. It's a good idea. I think. And a then Meadow Vaness said, uh, "Sorry, but I'm busy." Oh. Like, because uh, he 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 doesn't have he is, must have a problem with me. He's too busy to be, too busy to to work it out on a podcast. Or he's scared. Or he said that he said uh, a lots of love at the beginning of that. Mm. Lol. Uh, so maybe he's joking, but, uh, anyways, and then I got this one from Emil Van Steeg, the one, the guy from Australia that we were speaking about at the beginning of the show. Don't ruin it. He says, so you want to pay for me to come to Canada to tell you and your Dutch Hall fans that Pete is a C-U-N-T? He's a listener. Sorry, a two-time award, C-U-N-T. Listen to this guy. I don't think he understands the concept of being Dutch, though. Well, that, obviously, and, and Emil, you, you saw the message over your back. Kevin's didn't see it, but he thinks it because he's a real Dutchman. He knows I'm not going to fucking pee you for a, a ticket. Fucking chance. Nothing about, nothing about my message ever said I'd pee you a goddamn red cent. No, I don't think you'd pay to have Jane come back here. Pete Van Dyke. Yeah, That's hello. <laughs> Live from the Dutch Hall. Yeah, exactly. And then he says, not sure if I could do it. Paul's a big dude, and I'll never see that one slow punch. Is a real listener, He eh? really is, yeah. He does, is a real, real, real listener. And, yeah, Paul's one slow, it's not that the punch is really that slow, it's just telegraphed. It's not super slow. It's just it's telegraphed and it, and it hits a fucking wall like it packs a a wall up. It's like a pail of cement hitting you in the head. Yeah, you just you you just getting hit with a concrete slab. Yeah, it's no good. But uh, I'm just telling you, Paul's a, Paul's nothing to worry about. Number one, he would never protect me if you called me a cunt. He'd laugh. Yeah, he would be happy. You'd be probably his new best friend. 
he would say, can you travel around and call my brother a cunt on a regular basis? <laughs> saves, me, saves me the trouble of doing it. You know, <laughs> He would be your biggest supporter. The last thing you'd have to worry about is a punch from my brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would have to probably... In fact, you don't have to worry about anybody. There's no one really defending me if you came in here from Australia on your own dime. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> you would then... Uh, call me a two-time award-winning uh, uh, cunt. Yeah. And then, at that time, I would uh, probably just uh, take my lumps. Yeah. Okay? I would just accept it. I'd encourage him to teach us some Australian slang. And uh, and I would probably get into it uh, maybe just saying, like, uh, is that an, a good thing? Like, because you're Australian? Like, maybe I'm... Uh, yeah. Maybe it's, it's not an insult. Right it's like kind of like, you know, a bloke, yeah, you know? I hear that guy. He's a good cunt. Good cunt, you know. Yeah. So I don't. Maybe this isn't a, isn't something that I that would be offensive, even men offensive, you know. I I really like this guy, but I'm a little bit. Of, I take offense to the fact that he thought you'd pay. Well, it's it's just an oversight on his part. I okay. think what that is is his Dutchness. Oh, uh, he's coming trying out, to supersede your Dutchness. Yeah, like it was probably his own Dutchness that was saying, "Can I get a free trip to Canada out of this?" You know. Yeah. What's Pete shaking there? Is he a real big roller? Yeah. Is he is he a big time baller Pete? And I just like fly me over to to take a shit on him or whatever. And I'm like, no, no, I am the real deal, cheap as fuck. Yeah. My wife is a baller. Yeah. I'll tell you that she doesn't stop working. She's like a she's what they call. Uh, I called her the other day, I, um, something, and I thought it's a perfect way to describe her. She's a super provider. My wife, uh, against her will, even. Like she has no ambition to, to to do what she does, you know. Like, like she just likes to do her job, you know. Like yeah. She likes her job. She does her job, but she doesn't like have any like financial like acumen. Like she doesn't understand money mm-hmm. that well. So she just kind of like uh, knows she likes she works hard and mm-hmm. she likes to work hard and she just hopes it all works out and she does the right things that everyone tells her to do. Oh, so she's definitely yeah. But she doesn't. But she doesn't really like. It's not her like mission or anything, you know. It's not important to her, right? Uh, she just like she's not even going to spend it. She's just going to um, just make it, you hmm. know, because she doesn't. She doesn't have a second gear. She doesn't have like a slow down gear or anything no, just like that. Go hard. She's like pedal to the floor and hmm. go like nuts. Ah, she's a good woman. Oh, you like that? You like a, a, a woman that works that hard like she's that? A, she's a good woman. She's totally a good woman. There's yeah. no question about that. If you, if anyone says something different than that, punch them right in the teeth. Fuck yeah. Because there's something wrong with them. Maybe a high knee. Yeah. You know what the guy said at the, at the comedy show? I said to my wife when I came home, this is when I talk about her being real famous. I'm not famous. My wife is famous. Right. The, the comedy show even. Um, I'm hosting that at the night. At the end of the night, Two of the comics on stage mentioned my hot wife. Hmm. They mentioned my hot wife. Like get at the, the headliner ended with the crowd with him yelling at the crowd. Let's hear it for Pete's hot wife. Nice. My wife's not there. She didn't come with me to the club. You know, like she's at home sleeping. Yeah. And uh, these guys are like uh, shouting her out her praises. Right from an hour away. This is true fame. I have to come back and tell her. You know, you got a, you got a, like a big round of applause for being hot, and no one even saw you, mm. uh, like because because of these these dudes. Like that's my that's her. She's yeah. she's got real charisma, real fame. Mm-hmm. I do not. I am just banging her. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, really. The shadows for her are really shadows for me. Yeah, man. Because they just saw what kind of a train wreck she chose. Because <laughs> they watched me on stage for that whole time. Yeah. Oh, the one girl was getting dragged out of the club. Uh, it was right before the headliner went up, and um, she was like getting dragged out by her boyfriend because she was way too wasted. Right. She was one of the bottles of wine tables. Yeah. And uh, well, she's like kind of like leaning on her husband and kind of getting like helped out. She uh, slurred at me that I was her favorite. Ah, isn't that nice? That's amazing. Those are the kind of stories that you just don't get staying at home on a Wednesday night. You, no. know, you go out and you get to see, you know, people super inebriated just slurring uh, praise at you. And I was home that Wednesday great. night. Nobody said shit to me. Yeah, no one does, right? Most of the time, your TV is not even talking to you. Nope. 
Anyways, uh, we got through one, Kev. Nice. That is an hour pretty damn fucking close on wow. the button. Uh, Emil, I don't know if we're still doing it, but you are the listener of the week. Definitely the listener of the week. You are the listener of the week. This is your week. Boom. And if anyone else wants to support our show, you know you can go to patreon.com uh, slash Dutch Hall. Hey, come on, only five bucks a month, and it'll, it'll really help us out. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can also go to um, uh, Amazon and all that stuff and give us feedback. <laughs> at live from the Dutch Hall, gmail.com, or you can go to Dutch Hall on uh, Instagram or Twitter, or we're live from the Dutch Hall on, or the Dutch Hall, whatever we are, on Facebook, all that stuff, Quora, LinkedIn. We'll do that shit. Uh, if we have to, if anything will work, but tell your friends and give us, tell us what you think of the show. It's fun talking to you guys. You guys are funny. Fuck yeah. And, uh, Emil, come on, take us picture, send us some pictures of your couches for Kev. Eh? Yeah. Just let us know if any of them look and comfy for him. You want to pay for a trip to me, for me to come down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the, maybe milk is really selling good in the, in Australia. You get milk a cow. Yeah. God damn it. I like a cow too. I just don't understand why we're drinking their milk. Like, wh- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Why do we th- think that that a cow would be the best sub- substitute? I could I could see milk in a monkey, right? A monkey looks like a person. Similar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Similar, you know. Even you milk a pig. Milk a bull. You don't. You only do that once. <laughs> they end up with jizz all over you. <laughs> you That's our show for this week, people. <laughs> we will see you, Auntie. See you next Thursday. That's how you do it, man. You hit it on a joke. of my kids. <laughs> <laughs> they made out of old DVD players. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs>